Hi, I'm Kevin Harrington, an original shark from the hit television show Shark Tank, and you're listening to the Underdog Podcast. I've been too high up to fall, question marks, what's up with y'all? All we know is over time, barking like some underdogs. Underdogs, underdogs, underdogs. All we know is over time, barking like some underdogs. Underdogs, 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 underdogs. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Underdog Podcast. Today, I have an incredible guest here with me, live from Faha, Neil. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you, Pamela. I'm excited for our conversation based on what we were just talking about. Really excited for this. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited to have you. It's so funny. We were just talking before this call how small the world is. It's so funny. Like, right? Like, you're like, I've never met Neil before, but here we are. We have so many mutual connections and mutual. So many. So crazy. So many. Yeah. So crazy. And I'm like, I always am intrigued and in love with anyone that does holistic health. I think it's like one of the coolest topics ever, just like learning the body, nature, all, all the things and why things are what they are. And I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to hear Neil's story. See how he really dug into this unique realm. And, you know, I'm going to start with my first question so we can kind of have like the first bookmark, if we will. So, Neil, what inspired you on your journey to where you are today, my friend? Yeah, great question. And as I'm sure you're aware, just about everyone I know, in fact, everyone I know who works in holistic health, without exception, comes with their own story of some kind of healing journey or recovery, or they know someone close to them who's been through something. And that's my that's my story, ultimately. So I had eczema for about, th- well, that's not my story. <laughs> the story is coming. I had eczema for 30 years. And I was always given these symptom masking treatments, which meant it would always come back. So steroid creams, which have left pigmentation on my skin, antibiotics when it got really bad, prescription moisturizers as well, which are full of harmful, toxic ingredients. That was a treatment protocol for 30 years. And it wasn't until my father suffered a stroke when I had my wake up call. So it was quite weird. It was kind of a roundabout way of happening. But I remember a few years prior to his stroke, him being told he had chronic inflammation. He was diagnosed this by his sister, my aunt, who's a naturopathic doctor. Mm-hmm. And around the time of his stroke, or just afterwards, I remember this conversation that I had with him in the kitchen. He was making tea and making the family tea, and he told me he had this chronic inflammation. So around the time of his stroke, a few years later, I remember this conversation, and I thought, I think his stroke was avoidable. And I had this kind of innate knowing. It was like my innate intelligence telling me he didn't have to have the stroke. And I just kind of entered the, the world of holistic health because I'd written a book on increasing testosterone naturally for guys, which is obviously about hormones. And I'd seen this word inflammation, but I hadn't really got a fully un- full understanding of what it really was. So I started researching chronic inflammation. I was reading about it in various books, watching documentaries, watching interviews, and really understanding what it was. And it became very clear to me quite quickly, actually, that it's the underlying cause of just about every chronic illness that exists, including the stroke that he had, the hypertension that led to the stroke, and the asthma that he'd had since the age of 12, which is a fully reversible condition, contrary to popular belief. And also the eczema I'd had since a toddler. So what I did was I went about changing my diet and lifestyle. I I ultimately switched to an anti-inflammatory diet and lifestyle. It's not just what we eat, of course. 
And very quickly, my eczema went away. And shortly after that, I started coaching people. So that was around early 2015, I started coaching people. In fact, someone just asked me to coach them. I had no intention to be a coach. And I started doing it. And my very first client had elevated inflammatory markers. She had cholesterol, overweight, bipolar, and in the course of a matter of months, we we balanced her her blood levels and really a lot of, a lot changed. And then I worked with other people, and I realised that the same principles could be applied to just about every chronic illness or any inflammatory illness or symptom. Rather, I, I call illnesses chronic symptoms of inflammation. They're like a chronic symptom of a chronic underlying cause. Mm-hmm. So. When we get to the cause, we can reverse just about anything um, within reason, of course. But it's uh, I believe that the body is a phenomenally powerful self-healing machine. We just need to give it what it needs and take away what is harming it. So this kind of, it just built over the years. I, the more I was coaching, the more I was learning. I was just learning, 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 co- learning, coaching, learning, coaching, coaching. And what started off with just anti-inflammatory nutrition and lifestyle back in 2015 has evolved into what I call the physical, mental, emotional, and energetic pillars of vitality. And I call them that because my last book is called The Vitality Secret. My next one's called The Vitality Code. That's is ready. It's, it's going to be published in about four to eight weeks. So I talk about the physical, mental, emotional, energetic pillars of vitality, in case you didn't get that. And then ultimately, it's about balancing the body around all of these pillars and taking away the toxins, you know, reducing the toxins and then replenishing with everything we need across all of them. It sounds simple and it kind of is in a way. (laughs) It's not easy because it means changing a lot of our habits and thoughts and beliefs and, but it's, uh, it's rewarding and I love helping people heal themselves. So that's kind of my story. That's a long, that's a long story. There we go. That's it. And that's how we got to where I, where we are today. I absolutely love that, Neil. I absolutely love that. And I love that it was something so connected to you. And it's almost like that's when like the flip switches, right? You're like, wait, yeah, like by accident, you're like thinking through things logically. And you're like, wait, it's inflammation at the end of the day. And it's the root cause. The inflammation then causes the mucus, which mucus is also one of like the biggest culprits of of all the things. But, you know, it seems like nobody ever wants to get into the root causes of things. And I'm sure we'll dive into that a little bit later. But you know, in this world of healing and health. So like, I'm just wondering when you were a kid, like, what did you want to be when you grew up? Formula One racing driver. Really? Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever start racing? I mean, I did track days and I did rally driving, but um, I never got good enough to to do that. Had a few accidents in my teenage years. But, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of known for that guy. <laughs> but it was... um. Yeah, I, at one point I wanted to be a policeman, I think, when I was very, very young, but that didn't last too long. And then I guess late teens, early 20s, I wanted to be a real estate developer. Mm. I did a business degree in, in Brighton in the south, on the south coast of England. I was kind of in real estate for a while. But yeah, my dream dream was to be some kind of racing driver. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. And you grew up in the UK, yeah? I did, yeah. I'm still growing up. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say I grew up. <laughs> yeah, in, in the UK, we all don't. You know, it's it takes time, and we're still growing up. I tell I tell everyone, I'm like I'm 31 now, but honestly, like 
I still feel like a kid some days, you know, I feel like I'm the same oh, person. Sorry. I was like, you're the same person as before. I'm like, yeah, just the number, just the age increase, you know? <laughs> totally. Sometimes I talk to my nephews or, or nieces and I think, you're the same age as me. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. Never grow up. That's rule number one. Yeah. In your earlier years, like who or what influenced you the most throughout your life experience? University, I started getting interested in entrepreneurialism, really. I did a business degree because I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I went to university at 18. In fact, I just picked a degree that was going to get me to, to Paris. So I did a business degree that got me to Paris for half a year, every year for four years, although I only did one year of that particular course, and then I changed for various reasons. I, I'll spare you the details. I, I failed. I was trying to do a business degree in French, and I didn't really speak very good French by that point. <laughs> so then I changed to doing a business degree in England, and it was much easier doing a business degree in English. So I did that. But yeah, who influenced me? Richard Branson was one of my, definitely someone I looked up to, and I read his books pretty early on. And quite, you know, who else just came to mind? Robert Kiyosaki. Mm. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. In the early 20s, Robert Kiyosaki was, um, for some reason, I started to get his letters through the mail at a university. So I started to think outside of the box quite early on. But I, I definitely didn't want to work for other people. That was that was definitely in my, I was going to say in my bones. <laughs> a lot of, when we graduated, a lot of my friends got their, got their degrees and went to work professionally in organizations in London or Germany or wherever. And I had no desire to do that. So I did a I did a couple of seasons as a windsurf instructor and a snowboard instru- or snowboard guide and just did everything but get a real job because I always wanted to do something myself. By that point, I had no desire to be in health. That was not on my list at all. So I just ended up in health because of my own challenge and my dad's challenge. Although, interestingly, I reflected on this a few days ago. I used to drive a speedboat when I was 25 as part of this windsurf instructor course or job in Corsica in France. And I remember just daydreaming a lot on that boat when I had nothing else to do. And I think this is how the quantum field works. We plant seeds. And I was thinking if I could find the solution for eczema, I'd be a very rich man. And at at that point, I was quite money-oriented. And I also thought... If I could find a solution for cancer, I'd be a very rich man. Hmm. 20 years later, I pretty much feel like I've done it. And I'm not saying I've got the cure for cancer. I'm talking about a completely new perspective on what it is. And I have helped friends, not professionally, but friends more, you know, with it and recover from it. And I have a completely different perspective on what it is compared with what we're told it is in the mainstream. So Mm -hmm. the point of me bringing that up was I was daydreaming on that boat and then 20 years later brought the answers. (laughs) So eczema, I've helped a lot of people get rid of eczema, got rid of bone, and it's just a symptom. And And most illnesses are symptoms. So we just need to change perspective and understand where they come from, get to the cause, and the body can heal. Well, I absolutely love that you mentioned, uh, you mentioned a couple of things that we're going to definitely dive into. You said the quantum field, which I definitely want to hear all about in your experience with that. And then also how you've gotten into 
finding the core of the problem when it comes to things like eczema and and these things. Because again, you know, our system, unfortunately, and now on a global scale, pretty much is very symptom. How do we treat the symptom? How do we make that go away? Which then ironically leads you to maybe another symptom that you didn't want because it's a side effect of what you, you just took to get rid of one. And then it's this continuum cycle of dominoes. And you get to a point where you're like, what the hell am I doing? So I've seen it time and time again with a lot of people and myself. And that's why I'm I'm like, I, I try not to even take Tylenol if possible, <laughs> unless I feel like, like dying, you know? So I definitely want to dive into and dive into all of that and kind of, you know, your, your life experiences with that. But the quantum field, talk to me about that, because that's something that is starting to get introduced into society, I feel like, but... You know, you've got Dr. Bruce Lipton and we've got these incredible Joe Dispenza, these incredible, incredible humans who are you know, kind of pro- projecting this into the world in a way it's never been out there before, but it's still a very new concept. So tell, walk me through that and then let's get into um, the holistic health side of things in your practice and your pillars and all of that stuff. Yeah. So the quantum field, <laughs> I think this is the reward we get. Once we go down the holistic path, mm-hmm. we if we go down the holistic journey, the holistic medicine, natural medicine, get to the cause, do our problem solving. It's almost like sickness is our gateway to consciousness and a whole elevated way of living. Mm-hmm. And I have attended a few Dr. Joe Dispenza advanced retreats. I love that guy. He's phenomenal. Uh, have you been to any of his events? I have not. I've watched so many of them, though. And part of like oh, his trip on Facebook. And yeah, yeah. Off I watched the Gaia and everything. Yeah, he's got a great series on Gaia Rewired. Yeah, he's a remarkable man. Uh, I just got goosebumps as I was thinking about it. In fact, I interviewed someone on my podcast this week who reversed a number of illnesses with his practices and tools. I have witnessed what would normally be regarded as miracles being at those things, those events. So what Joe Dispenza is doing is he's bringing to light using science and data principles of spirituality that have been around since the beginning of time. And, you know, there's practices which we should really all know about since the moment we're born. (laughs) There's tools that we have available to us. There's energy tools that we have. We are energy. We are 99.99s. Empty, sorry, empty space or energy and 0.000 many zero one matter. We are much more energy than we are physical. And it shouldn't come as a surprise to us that our thoughts and our emotions are going to impact our body and our reality as well, because we are literally all energy. We're all interconnected. Quantum entanglement has scientifically proven we are literally interconnected. So we're living in this fascinating time right now when all of these ancient principles are being supported by data and science and joe dispenza has so much data on what happens in the body during meditation during visualization during heart and brain coherence and it's remarkable i always use one of his favorite stories is he gets he works with scientists and for many years they've been measuring blood work And they often compare novice meditators with advanced meditators. And they can show over a period of seven days how the blood work changes between the novice and the advanced. And interestingly, novice meditators have a very quick change in their blood, almost as much as advanced meditators. But with 
The main point I wanted to say is over the course of seven days, we have all this new information in the blood. Blood carries information is why we go to get blood tests. So to see how our state of health. So it carries information. And during the meditations or during the week, people experience or rather their blood tests for a whole new plethora of information, like 2000 plus metabolites, anti-cancer metabolites, for example, new immune markers that weren't there before. And I can't remember all the names of these are very long, complicated words, but there's phenomenal evidence which shows what's happening in the body during a seven-day meditation retreat. And Dr. Joe will say to the scientist that he has on stage or calling in on Zoom, can you just confirm that there's new information in the blood? And the scientist says yes. And then, you know, between day zero and day seven, and then the and then Dr. Joe says to the scientist, can you can you just tell us where that information has come from? And bearing in mind, this is like day five or six where we're meditating a lot of the time in a day. And the guy, the scientist said, focusing on nothing, apparently, because <laughs> that's what is happening. We're just becoming this channel, this wide open, resistant, free channel to download information from the field, which mm -hmm. we are connected with and is a part we are a part of. So it's remarkable. I've just got goosebumps again. It's remarkable what happens in the body when we connect, when we meditate. And, you know, it's the whole time we're learning this stuff. And what I like about Dr. Joe, obviously, it's not, there's not just Dr. Joe. I want to be careful with that. There's many types of meditation. We don't have to just follow one person. I'm a personal fan of him because I just love the way he teaches. I love the way he helps to reprogram your mind. Well, you reprogram your mind. But the way he helps to just bring it so clearly into your mind's eye to make sense of everything. I don't know anyone else who does it as well as him. I just want to say that there's lots of other forms of meditation. We can go up for a walk in the park and that's meditating. You can go for a swim, that's meditating, you know. There's lots of types. So um, we are living in exciting times to be alive when there's the likes of him, Nassim Haramine, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who you mentioned, Greg Braden, marrying spiritual principles and science. And the, the bridge is being built. Yes. So we, we're getting to experience that now for people who are ready for it. And it often requires going down the healing journey, if you will, to discover these, the magic that we have. Like we, we have superhuman powers. <laughs> or some would just argue, no, you're just a human. That's always been available to you. That's not superhuman. You should be able to manifest whatever you like in your existence. That's just your God-given right to heal your body with thoughts alone. But no one knows it. Mm -hmm. because we've, we don't need to go into why we don't know it. I've, I've done a bit of re a lot of research as to why we don't know this stuff. Let's just say there's been some wall pulled over our eyes. We are far more capable, have far more power than we've ever been allowed to believe. So we are living in very exciting times right now. And I think it's a good time to know that as well with all the, with everything that's going on. Absolutely. And there's a whole lot of, a whole lot that I can add with that. One of my, my spiritual advisor, Jesenia Nozalilo, she talks about how, you know, everybody's gifted, everybody. It's just a question of, are you tapping into it? Because society has taught us that it's out of the blue if you have intuitive sense or, you know, like, you know, Salem witch trials and all that kind of, you know what I mean? Like society has made like this whole like woo woo thing against it and like tapping into yourself is almost like a sin, if you will. Right. 
And there's different belief systems and a whole lot of things that that structure around that. And all of that is coming down, which is really, really cool because now everyone's more tapped in than they ever have been. Right. Like people are following their intuition more. There's more entrepreneurs being built in society. People are realizing what's actually important. I mean, like it's, it's so cool to see this like massive awakening throughout the world. Totally. I just got goosebumps when you said that I've seen the last few years, particularly as like a global awakening. It's shaking a lot of people up. People are going, whoa, 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 what, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. That, that's not okay. That, that's not okay. That you're literally abusing the body. It's there's so much that's happening that's just jolting people into a new way of thinking. And it's it's happening in a way where people are getting harmed and it's causing people to think very differently right. and in a good way. So um we get to experience this awakening, and that's exciting. It is. Imagine everyone knew what they could do with meditation and by connecting with their heart. What happens if we connect with love and we know that we're all interconnected? You know, I once heard that the reason for all suffering is the illusion that we are separated. But yeah. when we know that we're all interconnected, there's there's no competition, there's no rivalry, there's no war, you know, that's like that's it's so ancient, all this, yeah, <laughs> horrific way of you know, war. Why why are we at war with people? It's crazy. You were saying about like the interconnectedness, right? Like everybody so much understanding what happened when you just understand that you're just connected with the other side far more than you think, you know, totally. so many miscommunications and all of that stuff. And it's fascinating. So in this arena of awakening, you know, how have you built your own pillars and your whole like process and model? Like you were talking a little bit about that earlier and I totally want to dive into all of that because I think it's super important and amazing. Yeah. So I think it's just been a gradual organic growth and expansion over the years. You know, I mentioned earlier, it started off with anti-inflammatory nutrition. And if you talk to me in 2015, 2016, I'd say most illnesses could be reversed with diet and exercise. You know, it's because because so many people were getting results from skin condition to psoriasis is a skin condition gout, diabetes, pre-diabetes, type 2 diabetes, fibromyalgia, chronic pain, Parkinson's. <laughs> you know, people are getting results with mostly diet. So I was thinking we're just we're just eating a toxic diet. If we eat real food again, then we can get our health back. And then as my time went on, my time went on, as the years went on, I started to realize that it's more than just diet and exercise. Our thoughts, our emotions, how we are connected with the world, <laughs> the earth, that has a lot to play or a big part to play. So, you know, I, I just stumbled upon various teachers. We talked about Dr. Jerry Tennant earlier. The reason I discovered him and the body electric and principles of the body electric and healing his voltage is because in 2017, I got sick, my immune system crashed. And I know this because I had a cold for more than a month and I'll never get sick. Already. And if I do, I seem to beat it within 24 hours. And I couldn't shake up a cold. I was living in LA. I was ant- living a very anti-inflammatory life, food, exercise, yoga, vegetable juicing every day, grain-free, sunlight, ocean. <laughs> and yet I still could not shake off this cold. And I, I actually spoke to my business partner at the time, and he said, you should go and see this chiropractor doctor down in Costa Mesa. 
So I did. And in 10 minutes, this guy said, he, he tested me and he said, these three teeth on this side of my mouth, where I'd hold my phone, became depolarized. And I looked at him like he was an alien. <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> and he said, these three teeth are connected to your immune system. Your teeth are like circuit breakers. And we're wired up like a house with different organs on different circuits. And those three teeth, he's very specific, are connected to your immune system. So what we're going to do is we're going to use lasers on your teeth and we're going to rebalance that way. <laughs> so this was new to me and that's what he did. In two sessions, I lay on a bed, he shined scalar energy lasers on my teeth to, to flip the polarity back so they were net negatively charged. They're, they're meant to be a net negative charge. All, all of our cells in our body, 50 to 100 trillion cells, net negative charge, if they're operating correctly. And this is according to the teachings of Dr. Joe Tennant and also this guy that I was seeing at that point. So lasers got rid of the problem. My, my cold went away. Reflecting on that now, can you imagine how many people now have EMF poisoning and have no idea about it? Hmm. Electronic technology started a long time ago, but more recently, we've gone 2, 3, 4, 3G, 4G, up to 5G in the last two and a half years, launched in 2019, end of 2019, just before something else happened. In 2019, I got very, very loud about 5G being launched without any biological safety testing. I thought it was the craziest thing I had ever seen in my life. <laughs> I, I was all over Facebook going, what is going on? They've not even tested this. And they're chopping down trees and putting these radars outside your bedroom window. And people, it, these group, I started a group which got filled up very, very quickly. And people would complain, you know, once it launched, nosebleeds, headaches, all kinds of new symptoms were arising and they were getting censored and all the fact checkers and I'm doing this because they're not fact checkers. They're not. They're not independent. They're not fact checkers. They started flagging all this information on Facebook, and I was going, "Hang on, what? There's so much data. There's there's ten thousand studies showing about the effects of EMFs on ourselves. Yet, technology and tech giants are just pushing forward. Governments are pushing forward without any care for our biology. Mm. And Anyway, <laughs> you could probably sense some um, anger come up just then for me because because I've experienced it myself and I've experienced it and witnessed so many other people become sensitive to these EMFs. Some people I know can't even go into a coffee shop without getting a headache because of all the Wi-Fi, and they have to they have to wear protection or they'll get a headache, so or they'll get depressed or. They're the main ones actually. The ringing in the ears is another big one, but um. A lot of people are suffering from EMFs without having any idea about it. And the only reason I really got into the body electric was because of my own situation. So recently, a friend of mine I've been supporting with his reversing cancer journey, he became so sensitive to EMFs, he has to wear a beanie now, which, um, you know, a beanie <laughs> hat, which is a Faraday hat. And he wears Faraday protective clothing now. If he doesn't protect his home, his body is so sensitive because he's he's been flushing out his body of all these toxins for which he's built up over the years. He worked with cars. And he's you know, that's probably one of the main reasons he got cancer because of all these chemicals and toxins that his skin was absorbing. 
So as he's cleaning out his body and chelating, he's becoming more and more sensitive. And one of the sensitivities is now actually EMFs. Maybe there's a, a weird bonus about not being completely clean in that we can be less sensitive to these EMFs, but it's just indicative as to the effects the EMFs have on the body if we are sensitive and how much we have to protect ourselves if we are, well, particularly sensitive. And then I see people wearing these Bluetooth headsets in, next to their brain, and I'm thinking, hmm, what a good idea. Right. So, that's that's a long story. I keep on going. I keep on going off on one. Bring me back if I go if I talk too much. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> it's important. You were discussing the the toxins and kind of things that we're exposed to and EMFs. For those who don't understand, it's electromagnetic frequency, correct? What yes, fields yeah. electromagnetic fields. Yeah. So and and these are things that could be affecting us that we're not even aware of. Our biology is not equipped to handle all this Wi-Fi and all these all these things, right? And these are some of the toxins that lead into really how you've built your practice and your models and your pillars. That's the point. Yeah. This was one of the pillars. Yeah. That was my answer to that question. Yeah, exactly. That's part of the physical. It's EMFs are an environmental toxin, which we need to be aware of. Um, So we've got the diet, we've got the exercise. If we get grounded, by the way, that's a very good way of balancing the electron flow in the body, sunlight, I did a pranic heat energy healing course two weeks ago, actually, and learned about the three types of prana. You got the solar, sun, air, and earth, electrical energy. When I had someone treat me, by the way, it just felt like I was being plugged into a power supply. It was remarkable. I won't talk about that now, but it was. I just thought I'd throw that in there. As I discovered the mental piece, it was through my own realization that my thoughts were affecting how I was in my body, and also just researching and researching and researching, just stumbling upon all these different pioneers, the likes of Dr. Jerry Tennant, Bruce Lipton, Greg Braden, and Joe Dispenza really helps me to understand the role of our emotions in our health and our thoughts and how we can be the conscious observer of our thoughts. We don't have to just let our thoughts run a while, you know, do their own thing. We can actually, to a, to a degree, have an influence over our thoughts and our emotions. I never knew that we could control our emotions. Actually, that was Tony Robbins back in 2015. I did Date with Destiny with Tony Robbins. And prior to that, I think I started listening to his stuff around 2011, 2012. And I think entrepreneurs typically have a very keen interest in personal growth or development, whatever you want to call it, human potential. We we need to think differently. Uh, well, that's at least what the conclusion I reached. I was presented to... Tony Robbins, I think in 2011, 2012. And going to his event was remarkable. I also did, did UPW, Unleash the Power then. So understanding really how our emotions, we are in control of our emotions and how we respond to events is a huge thing. You know, it's our perspective. Bruce Lipton talks about how our perspective has a huge impact on the environment in our body. And I often refer to how Bruce Lipton is the father of epigenetics. Yes. Oh, I love so, um, it. Yeah. So He's a brilliant man. And if, if everyone knew about epigenetics and how our thoughts and our emotions influence our environment, we'd be more conscious of our thoughts and our emotions and we and how we respond to events. You know, Tony Robbins was one of the main people who taught me how I how I was a victim before. You know, when I when I moved to LA. 
I thought I was out of a victim state by the time I left for LA in 2014, 2012. But there was still part of me angry at other people for where I, you know, for various things that I'll I'll spare you the details. But I was still angry at others. And it wasn't until I realized that my I could change my perspective on anything. And I can also look at how life was acting or happening for me, not to me. And I can also look for blessings in every adversity. And it's a work in progress, even to this day, you know. So I often use the example of a traffic jam, you know, it can be in a traffic jam and two people can respond very differently to exactly the same circumstance. So how we respond to life's events is completely our own choice. And how we respond, if we are overreactive, it's typically because we haven't resolved some trauma from the past. We have unresolved trauma. And that's in the body, like electromagnetic bundles of energy. Jerry Tennant talks about this, Dr. Bradley Nelson particularly. Have you heard of Dr. Bradley Nelson? I have. The emotion code. One of my favorite tools in my coaching. Um, He discusses how emotions are stored like electromagnetic bundles of energy. And they can get lodged in organs, they can get lodged in joints, in lo- in your lower back, or they can get stored anywhere in the body. And one of my favorite sayings is, the organs weep the tears, the eyes refuse to shed, William Osler. And uh, Woody Allen said, I don't get angry, I grow a tumor. The point is, if we don't release this energy, what actually happens from a body electric standpoint is it drops the voltage to our organs. So we can get this... This energy can be trapped in our organs. It can be trapped in our liver or lungs or stomach or anywhere, brain. And we can actually release this energy very quickly. Most people don't know this. And the energy world is normally the last place people go to if they go there at all when they're wanting to reverse an illness. Because it's so far removed from society, from what's been ingrained into us, most people won't go to the very thing that we're made of. There was a Nobel Prize winner said, treating humans without the concept of energy is treating dead matter. In other words, we're missing the main piece. (laughs) Yes, diet's going to work. Yes, exercise is going to work. Absolutely. We've got to get the toxins out of our body. We've got to replenish our cell fuels. Most people are deficient in cell fuels. So that's all essential. And if we're not addressing the energy component, most illness is rooted in trauma. That's my belief now. And the great thing is we don't have to go and do years worth of talk therapy to go and release it. We can do it in a matter of minutes. It's so fast. Somatic therapy can get rid of trauma very quickly. And the emotion code is one of those that I use. There's many ways to do it. So yeah, it's been a learning curve, just learning more and more and more. And I think I'll continue to learn until the day I die. I love that, Neil. I love that. And so... I'm going to I'm going to be like a practice client for you for a second cuz I want to see like how we go through the process, right? So like say I'm someone that's coming to you with like an autoimmune disease. Are allergies considered autoimmune? I don't even know. They're not considered autoimmune. They they relate to inflammation. So maybe I'll pretend there's two clients. There's two pams, two separate ones. <laughs> so first one's coming to you with allergies and the second one is coming to you with something like say like psoriasis, something like an autoimmune disease. How how would you, what would you recommend for both? To start off with, with allergies, by the way, I've had a few people on my podcast who have just taken out gluten and dairy and their allergies go away. Really? It's some, for some people, not for everyone, for some people, it can be one or two dietary tweaks and it solves it. 
one of my friends actually, he had asthma and he said his asthma and his allergies went away when he eradicated dairy. Dairy particularly, gluten less so, but dairy just went away. So for some people, coming back to your question, what I normally do is start people on an anti-inflammatory diet just to see how a few tweaks can make any changes. And normally in a week or two, they will they will notice some changes. And as that's happening, we start doing a bit of testing to see microbiome testing, for example. I suggest a microbiome test to see what foods they can tolerate and which ones they can't. And the results will tell them that. It takes away the guessing. But really, I've started to incorporate a friend of mine who's who works with these energy vials, and she can get to the root cause much faster than I can. And there's these quantum vials that she uses, and she uses applied kinesiology. I use applied kinesiology as well. You can actually, do you know about kinesiology? No, I've heard of it, but I've never dove into it. So definitely, I'm I'm all ears. So I think this is the way of the future, as well as energy medicine. Uh, Applied kinesiology helps to, you can ask the body yes or no questions. So let's say, coming back to your first question, someone's got an allergy to something, or there's an intolerance somewhere, you can ask the body a series of questions to get to the answer, because the the body keeps the score, and the body gives a yes and no answer, depending on what the question is. So simply put, the body has a stronger response on a yes and a weaker response on a no. And you can also use a pendulum for this, believe it or not. With a series of questions, you can ask the person questions which will help you to get to the cause. If someone has an allergy, believe it or not, it's often rooted in trapped emotions from any point in their life. You can often release emotions and allergies can can get can clear up. There's so many, there's so many weird intricacies in, in the body. It's amazing. The more that I learn, the more that I'm amazed how complex we are but at the same time we're not complicated i say the human body is not designed to be complex i don't think health is meant to be complicated i think actually if we take our health into our own hands we can actually get to the cause very quickly with a bit of problem solving and a little bit of intellect and just intuition and you know there's various formulas and flowcharts that we can follow to get to the cause And I don't think it has to be complicated. And at the same time, the way that we're put together and the way everything overlaps is very interesting. While some people can have an illness rooted in trauma, someone else might have it rooted somewhere else. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. It's just just varied from person to person. So fascinating. That's so fast from trapped emotions, allergies. That's insanity. Yeah, it's crazy. Unless there's a major toxin, you know, there could be... Well, a major toxin might be EMFs or a parasite in the body. Could be chemicals your house is next to, you know. Toxicity and trauma is really where illness comes from. The ultimate causes are toxicity and trauma. If I'm going to really simplify everything. And that means cancer as well. With the science of epigenetics, we know that it's the environment in the body that signals the genes. It's not the genes that trigger the illness. Mm -hmm. So, and this is true for about 95 to 98% of the population. I thought it was around 95% and Joe Dispenza recently said it's actually around 98%. Wow. So what that means is epigenetics is like the software, which means above, epi means above, and genes 
are your hardware. So the epigenetics above the hardware, the epigenetics is the environment, the environment signals the genes, which then signals the health of our cells. So we are in control of our environment for the most part, 98% of people, roughly, 95 to 98%. In around 2%, there, there's um, a small proportion of the population who are born with so-called defective genes and or genes that are fully penetrant. I'm using air quotes for listeners, <laughs> um, which means that we don't have the power to influence the environment, which can then signal the health of our genes and then our cells. So there are people who might be born with a, a gene which is activated into a cancer, which mm. they had no control over. That's not to say they can't reverse it, because the, the, the science of epigenetics tells us that providing we create an environment in the body conducive to healing, the body can heal anything. Organs can regrow. Going back to Joe Dispenza, the last event, at the, the last day, he was telling a story about how some of his team or one of his team members had told him about someone regrowing their thyroid. Wow. In Western medicine, do you know what the treatment is for an overactive thyroid? They call it Graves. They, they basically destroy it. They irradiate it. There's a few different ones, but they destroy the thyroid and then put you on hormonal medication for the rest of your life. Apparently that's medicine. I'm doing air quotes again. So, and by the way, an overactive thyroid, is, that's an autoimmune condition, which is a result of leaky gut. And when you get rid of leaky gut and you solve it and you heal it, then your autoimmune con condition can go away. And that means your thyroid can start firing correctly. It means there's not enough voltage going to your thyroid as a result of probably not enough voltage going to your gut. Also, you know, a bit of reverse engineering can help you get to the cause of why that happens. We don't need to go and destroy an organ. That's not intelligent. That's a really antiquated way of looking at the human body and barbaric. Anyway, you can probably hear that anger coming up in me again. <laughs> um, I just, I, I'm just aware of it, you know, when it comes up because I've, I'm witnessing people get harmed by what people call medicine. It's extraordinary. And anyway, Joe Dispenza, there's people regrowing organs. <laughs> right. The thyroid regrew. And even he was, when he was told that, he was, he was, his face was going, what? Because even, even he was surprised. He, he repaired a broken spine. Like he, he had a spinal cord injury and he was told he'd never walk again. And through visualization, repetitively every single day, he managed to walk again. So he's done the unthinkable. Hence why he's, he's in the, the authority or has the authority to teach what he's teaching. Right. So when he heard that someone regrew their thyroid, even he was blown. His mind was blown. Wow. It's, it's proving the science of epigenetics, which Bruce Lipton is pioneering. Right, which is incredible. My God, and all of these things and seeing how they're interwoven and all connected together. I mean, oh my God. I mean, there's a bunch of realizations, I'm sure, that you're like, holy cow, this is insane. But this is one of my favorite questions. And, you know, you can answer like business, personal life or health, whatever applies to you. But what would your older self tell your younger self based on what you know now? I would say, remember, you are more energy than you are physical. I love that. I say that because it impacts every area of our lives. No, you're absolutely right. It's literally everything. Perfect example, Steve Jobs, all the money in the world, but doesn't have his health, right? Mm, there you yeah. have it. Like you said, it's the connection to 
anything and everything. So understanding that and how to navigate that and how to channel that energy is incredibly key. Incredibly. Yeah. Tesla, one of my favorite quotes is Nikola Tesla. If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. 369. And 369. Oh, I love that guy. My goodness. He's someone I follow closely on YouTube now, or, or not him, but people who are presenting his findings and studies. Yeah, we can heal the body with thought alone. We know that with the placebo effect. Yep. And we can also change our environment. We can change who attract we attract into our lives. We can attract situations and serendipitous events and seren- synchronicities. And it's it just gets more and more exciting the more that you tune into this world of energy. It totally is. And speaking of the world of energy, what's new in your world in the next like two to three months, Neil? Like what's happening in, in your realm? Good question. I mentioned I've just done a pranic energy course, like a, just a two-day course. I want to go deeper with that. And I'm going to be doing that over the next few months, although I don't have a date yet. But when I when I was able to feel the energy field coming off another person, have, do you know about Curlian photography? No. Curlian photography was able to detect the energy field that surrounds a person. And now we have technology that enables you to actually see the energy field. In fact, I've got a picture of my own energy field. Is um, that the aura? The aura? Um, yes. Yep, yep, yep. That's so, yep. Exactly. Wow. So when you see your own energy field, it just it just brings it more to light. It's, it makes it easier to comprehend what's going on. I'm trying to bring it up. Biofield. Wow. This is wow. my biofield. Also it's called an aura. That's using a GDV bio well. That's my Instagram. Wow. Technology is amazing. Like the way it's advancing. Um, you can put your fingers, your fingers emit light, and it basically converts the energy that comes off your lights into this field, and then it interrelates it to, to all of these different organs. So when I when this when I have mine done, the guy that was who had the machine, he said he actually said it was above average my energy field, and he said I can tell you're a meditator, and I was giving myself a pat on the back for that one. And then he said, I said, is there any is there any weakness? And he said, not really, but if I were to go into one weakness, it would be around your eyes. So around my, if you were to look at this side energy field, there was a slightly, there was a slight dip in the energy field by my eyes. And um, I've got 20-20 vision right now. That's not to say there's something not in the energy field that's about to indicate something. So this brings me on to a really important piece. And this was what we learned at the pranic healing and also Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza showed this study that showed how disease is first demonstrated in the energy field before it's made manifest in the physical. And there's a number of books I've got who have said the same thing. Pranic says the same thing. Disease is energy field first, then it's in the physical. So wouldn't it be great if we could actually detect first in the energy field if, if there's imbalance, imbalances, so we can then... Balance the imbalances. I'm going to try and quote this relatively well. Joe Dispenza talked about this study many, many years ago. I think it was in the 40s or something like this, where there was a study with thousands of women, a portion of which or portion of whom had uterine cancer. And there was another portion, and they showed a particular pattern in the energy field. And then there was another portion of women who hadn't got the uterine cancer, 
but they had the same pattern and then they developed it, the cancer. So they were, that, what they what that study showed was it, it was first in the energy field before it's in the physical. Wow. Explain that much better than I did. But that's kind of the, the synopsis. So anyway, back to pranic. Because I've experienced this myself and I've had the I've had my own energy field measured and I've had other people work on me. There was one I had, had this woman do or the instructor work on me at the end of the weekend. And she cleaned out my chakras. So I could actually feel with my hands. We did all these exercises to sensitize our hands so we could feel the energy feel coming off people. We could feel their main aura. Then we could feel all the different energy centers, also known as your chakras. And in pranic healing, they talk about 11 chakras. So we could literally feel, after a bit of training, how if an energy field was too small or called depleted or too big, which is congested. And then we could clean out the energy and then re-energize. So then we balanced all the chakras and I could feel it. So it's one thing hearing about it and learning about it and doing chakra meditations, for example, like Joe Dispenza's got one called the blessing of the energy centers. I should just, I should dedicate this whole podcast to Joe Dispenza. <laughs> um, sometimes I think I should just get paid by him. Uh, I talk about him so much. So he's got one called the blessings of the energy centers, which a lot of people get phenomenal results with. And the reason it is, of, of that is because each of our energy centers, i.e. our chakras, controls vital organs. So if the energy around those vital organs is reduced or depleted or congested, then the organs suffer. So mm. if you can meditate for 30 days with one particular meditation, which gets you to balance those energy centers, it starts to make sense how the, the energy is going to balance to ena enable those organs to function again. So with the pranic energy healing, when I was actually feeling the energy and sensing it, it brought everything into more, it brought it to life. It brought it into my reality more. It's less conceptual. So I want to go deeper. <laughs> In answer to your question, I want to go deeper into that because the way the instructor worked with me and when she, after she cleaned, after she cleaned out my chakras, my energy centers and she was re-energizing my solar plexus i felt like i was being plugged in into a power supply wow i was like <laughs> it was it was nuts i mean yeah. i feel like yeah there's many ways that we can feel energized instantly jump in jump in the ocean that's one of them or an ice bath just before i spoke to you i was in my ice bath there's ways that we can energize, but it's just interesting when someone's just directing energy onto you and you feel the energy fill yeah. up she's basically downloading prana and putting it into my body that's basically what she's doing <laughs> i love that <laughs> so we're doing that so we can develop our energy skills and become jedis <laughs> i and that's when things get really exciting you know because this this stuff wasn't on my radar 10 years ago or not even a few years ago and i think once we step away from the mainstream way of doing things all of these doors open up for us that are so exciting we, we go beyond linear and we go quantum we start creating from energy as well as with action and we start aligning energy with action then we start creating with so much more momentum and magic i guess in terms of my own personal passion development the world of energy i've recently done something called white dove which is part of vibra vision 
who are featured on the superhuman documentary, they teach people to see with their consciousness. Mm. So kids, blind kids or or even kids who aren't blind and blindfolded are driving go-karts, adults as well, and developing their third eye, being able to sense extrasensory abilities, being able to break things with chi. It's crazy. And this is the stuff that I'm exploring. I absolutely love that, Neil. I mean, like that, like we're literally training how to go in and literally become Jedis of our life, which I think is absolutely fascinating. This world of energy, I mean, it's no joke. You know, it's it's absolutely no joke. And now the bridge between science and spirituality is coming together, which is obviously very interconnected with health, which is incredible. And I love that you're on this journey. I love this stuff and I could talk about it literally all day because it's so fascinating. And some of it, some of it is just coming to light for the very first time now. And I'm sure that a lot of people are going to want to connect with you as well, Neil. So you got to let us know where to find you and your awesomeness. And like, so we can follow along with your journey because this stuff is magical. I want to learn how to become a Jedi. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we're all, uh, we're all learning. We're all, Je- we're all, we're all already Jedis. We just don't know it. Yes. We're that. just unconsciously doing it most of the time. So yeah, they can find me at vitalitysecret.com. And I offer coaching, private coaching and group culture, group coaching. And if you go to vitalitysecret.com forward slash book, you can download my last book, which is 2016, The Vitality Secret. And you'll be notified of the next one, which is more about the four pillars, physical, mental, emotional, energetic. People have got results with that last book, so just that book alone, not just by reading it, by implementing what's in it. But the, the next one goes much deeper into the mental, emotional, and energetic pillars of vitality. Love that, Neil. Thank you so much for being here today, for sharing those incredible stories and so many different testimonials and new science and health modalities, like all of these incredible things that are going to change lives out there. Because as you said, you know, the first pillar is that that health without your health, no wealth, no nothing, like forget everything else if your health is not in line. So I absolutely love, love, love being here with you today. Thank you so, 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 so much, my friend. Thank you so much, Pamela. I really enjoyed our conversation. I hope I didn't wonder, <laughs> my brain didn't wonder too much. You did absolutely fabulous, my friend. It was amazing. Thank you so much. So that's it for today's episode of Underdog. Catch us next week, always dropping on Thursdays. And remember, if you're interested in real estate, or want to learn how to create more money and magic in your life, check out meetwithpamela.com and let's chat. Sending you so, so much love. All we know is overtime, working like some underdogs. Underdogs. Underdogs.